I told my youngins, I said, man, whatever you do, try to go get you like a square weirdo type girlfriend. The type of girlfriend that don't have a lot of girlfriends, that's in school, and that love to come home and take naps. That's really family orientated. And I said, get you some white friends, some Asian friends, and some Spanish friends. Some working friends that they work every day and they brainstorming on how to make their next buck. I said, you don't want to deal with these niggas too much. You don't want to deal with these darkies because they will have you fucked up out here. <laughs> a lot of these niggas is mesmerized and is in some type of trance listening to that demonic music and they always hurt the people that's closest to them. So leave these niggas alone. Get you a square weirdo girlfriend and some white boy homies, some Korean, Asian homies and some Spanish homies and stay out the way. I'm vanilla baby, I'll choke you but I ain't no killer baby She's 28 telling me I'm still a baby I get love in Detroit like Skiller baby And the thing about your boy is Hey Drake, <clears throat> hey, Drake I'm, allow me to speak to you for a second, Mr. Drake Pardon me Young J A C K A K A Rico like Suave, Young Enrique, and A K A. She's an alpha, but not around your boy. She get quiet around your boy. Hold on, don't know what you heard or what you thought about your boy, but they lied about your boy. Going dumb and it's some idiotic about your boy. She wearing cheetah print. That's how bad she won't be spotted around your boy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Podium Podcast, episode two seventy eight. How you guys doing? Drake, look what you did to Jack Harlow, man. <laughs> look what you did to Mr. Harlow. You done turned him into a little you. Boy, he said, I'm vanilla baby. Ha, huh? damn. Hey, is that right? You done flipped the, uh, he flipped, you know, that's Drake record. That's the, that's the shit with Tiger. That's the, you already know, no. Yeah, that's that record. But he flipped it to that. That's currently the number one record in the country. Drake. Hey, you got to chill with Drake. You got to do what Kanye do, bro. When Kanye got a little older, he just started getting around young niggas. Like, hold up, who hot? Kid Cudi? That's, that's what they fucking with? All right, I'm going to sign him. He hot? Bet. I'm going to use him for an album. And I'm going to I'm gonna just, you know, try different shit. So you got 808s and heartbreaks from him being around Cudi. And then he got around Travis. And then you got uh, Yeezus. And then these dumb niggas going to say, oh, Utopia is like a Yeezus. It's like, um, it's actually just it's reverse. Yeezus is like what Utopia is. Ye no, Yeezus is what, is Utopia is what Yeezus was supposed to be. You put it that way. But I will say this, Travis is kind of cold this time around. In my demographic, I'm older. You look cold, man. That album didn't have much replay, but I don't listen to it anymore. I listened to Astroworld for like years. Like on a, on like a weekly basis, I would just throw that on. Some would, some one day of the week, it was that way. Come on, yeah. Now Utopia, like it's cool. I listen to it a few times. Now it's just like, eh. The album that I've been that I would give album of the year for me is Don Tolliver. That's my album of the year. I give it to Don Tolliver. He got a hit with Offset right now. 
I'm talking about, yo. Sometimes you pass your teacher. Now, but for people that don't know, Don Tolliver is Travis's artist. If you didn't know that, that just fucked you up. <laughs> he's, he's Travis Scott's artist. Yeah, he signed a trap. But it, it is interesting how, you know, he's, he, he figured out how to exist amongst Travis's huge shadow. You know, we can't say the same for Sheck West. No disrespect to him, but he dropped one album and he got out the way. I don't know if he's writing for Travis more than likely. Travis is not a rapper rapper, so I'm pretty sure Sheck is around doing something creatively because he's not out here talking bad or looking bad. He's actually doing all right. So musically, maybe he had to get his Memphis bleak on. Like, all right, I'm going to play the back. Let Travis and them do their thing. You know what I'm saying? But it's like a Beanie Siegel never went to jail and saw his full potential. Like, without the going to jail, without the wilding, if he really made the best of all his opportunities he had, he could have been like a Don Tolliver level. You know what I'm saying? But he stayed a street level because he, the niggas wanted to be that back in the day. Back in the day, being street was so important. And so the point, like, they want niggas, they, they don't respect niggas that didn't have to struggle in their life. And they like, how you gonna rap and you ain't never been to jail? Is that is there a prerequisite to be a rapper? Like, do I have to? Is that part of the requirement? You got to go to jail, right? You got to get shot, nigga. <laughs> they made it. Let me tell you something. Like the the powers that be, they made it look so hard to be a rapper, right? They did that purposely. They constantly told you, "Oh, Fifty Cent got shot nine times." Do you think that you don't? You don't think that's why Fifty got signed? Beyond the music shit, yes, Fifty already had a record deal. Prior to all those things, he had he was already kind of on. He got shot. He had to go, you know, re- get up, get rehot. Everything fell apart a little bit. But the industry was well. Fifty was known. Okay, he didn't come out of nowhere. Um, but his story, you know, and then to the point, it became a theme. And then Game came out, and he said he got shot five times. Like damn, Game got shot. Then they put it out. You know, every member in G-Unit has been shot. I was like, wait, is that real? Lloyd Banks been shot before. Tony Ayo been shot before. Young Buck been shot before. 50, clearly, yeah. Everybody but Olivia. <laughs> they made it so hard. They made it look impossible. They, like, the, like, even now, rappers get killed all the time. You think that, that's, on, like, like, that's not a... <clears throat> And that's a coincidence that the only genre of music where rappers are violently murdered and gunned down is hip-hop. Nobody in rock and roll gets shot, ever. Like, nobody ever killed a rock star. They never had a domestic dispute with the woman just shot the motherfucker. Like, I'm pretty sure there are small stories of that somewhere. But look look up every rapper that passed in the last 20 years and look up how they passed. 95% is from gunfire. And, you know, the law of the universe, you're going to attract what you put out there. If you are rapping about these things, you know, your mortality and your life and your guns and your death and you, you, you saying, fuck these niggas. And, you know, eventually those things will come to confront you and we'll see who wins. May the best man win. Will your problems win or will you? Um, anywho, uh, how was y'all Thanksgiving? Mine was wonderful. Spent it with the family as, you know, as always. Had a great time. This was my favorite Thanksgiving because I have my baby now. 
Last year, she was in the belly. This year, she was on my lap. She was just the life of the party. Well, not really. She was very shy. And, I, you know, I was a shy kid, too. I, was, I, I had to take time. It took me a minute to open up. I wasn't, like, outwardly, you know, just, hey. You know, once I got cool, you know, I got comfortable, then, yeah. But um, it was fun, man. We played card games. Uh, everybody was on their phone. That's the thing now. But I mean, hey, it's like, this is the world. I remember when Blackberries were out and you would always see people on those Blackberries. And to people without Blackberries, it was like, what the fuck are they doing on them phones? And they were typing emails and reading emails and responding to emails. And like, like the way we eat text, that's what they were doing. And they had, but like, that's when phones didn't have individual letter buttons. They were just the pad with the numbers. And if you wanted to text, you had to, have a phone with individual buttons or a touchscreen phone. And touchscreen phones weren't really a thing like that yet to the iPhone. So that BlackBerry was kind of like amazing at that time. So you could see where the world was going. To the point now, we have phones with no key, no keys, no buttons, but there's a keyboard in there. <laughs> there's buttons inside the screen, but there's no buttons. They give you the, you know, funny shit. If you could memorize the keyboard, you wouldn't need that keyboard, you know. If you just knew where everything, all the letters were. But sometimes I text without even looking at this at the letters. I'm like writing, but I'm kind of glancing at it. And I look down, I'm like, okay, okay. Sent. <laughs> anyway, I'm on like three different tangents. I'm high right now. I feel great. I feel great. Let's talk about what's going on. T.I. T.I. and King. Okay, so... This is interesting to me because um, I guess this is their relationship. Uh, now, of course, you know, guys, they are bigger fish to fry, and I will get there. <laughs> I will get there. And they're like, no, nah, nigga, what's up with Diddy? Hey, new show is this. I'm by myself this week, too, so that's another thing. We're going to get there. T.I.'s son is bugging. Um... <clears throat> Very disrespectful to his dad, to his parents, to his mom. <clears throat> you can't talk crazy, bro. I know, I know. How the how the youth speaks now is very slangish. And he told his dad he's standing on business. <laughs> I don't know if he's doing that because he was live, uh, or he was serious. I don't know. I don't. I, I guess that that term even came from Atlanta. Did it? Is that an Atlanta thing? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows. First time I ever heard it was Quavo. I heard Quavo say it when I saw him before. And that was a while ago. Standing on business, standing on business. That was a song he with him in Future. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, uh, T.I. ended up choking this little nigga on live. I'm not going to play it because it's like, y'all seen that shit. It's viral. It went everywhere. It was quite entertaining on Thanksgiving. They're showing all this uh, black black families getting broke down. Do you can you imagine what Puff's Thanksgiving looked like? How could you eat? What are we giving thanks for? This this the, what the fuck, nigga? Again, Aaron Hall. What, bro? Nigga, we been knew Aaron Hall was not one of them, but but 
damn, bro, you did what? And I told, I read last week, I read the Jamie Foxx shit. We ain't hear nothing about that since. Um, Jamie says she lying, though. This bitch is full of shit. It's the second time she done did this. Okay? She did, came at me with this shit before and it got thrown out. This bitch is lying. She wants money. All right, Jamie. Handle it. Handle it. Um, T.I.'s son's teeth are very large. But T.I., and this is why you got to love parents, because T.I. was cool about it. He was, you know, man to man, I respect what he said about it. He was like, you know, the boy wanted some teeth. He saved his money up. We ain't got him some teeth. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it was like, hey, salute. But his mom wasn't so, um, <laughs> she wasn't so, uh, you know, fond of them. Here we go. I'm going to let y'all hear it. Tip, can we talk about your son? Well, what? Vo- the other day with his, <laughs> with his teeth. <laughs> what was your first reaction when you seen his teeth done? Yeah, one, man, I remember, <laughs> hey, look, man, the man said he wanted his teeth done and he, he put it, he put his paper up, he put his paper up, man, stacked the money, man, and he went and got his teeth done, right? Yeah. And, and so I, I respect and admire and celebrate the actual process he went through yeah. to get them done. And so when I seen him, I was congratulatory. I was like, yeah, man, that man, hell yeah, yeah, man. They, when they I white. seen him, I said he had teeth like Garfield. <laughs> 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 hey, look, so so I say, man, they white, man. They nice because they did the doctor did do the, the dentist did do a good job. And, you know, I'm just giving them I'm giving them props. And and his, and his mama walk in and the first thing she say, why the hell is they so damn big? <laughs> I say, whoa, 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 They gave man. King tip to you. Shout out to King, man. August 25th. But what y'all understand? He's a growing boy. He goes, tip oh, tip 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 <laughs> Grab your son by the shoulder and say, you're going to grow a teeth grill. Somebody call King Teeth Keith. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a going on T-Sweat. Hold up. Stop talking about her brother. Hot Teeth Sweat. Oh, my God. What you say, baby? Don't talk about my brother like that. Shout out to Harris holding up, holding down her little brother, her older brother. Don't talk about my brother like that. That's right, girl. I hope my daughter be about her brother and sister like that. Brothers and sisters. Um, yeah, but um, right after that fight happened, they complex dropped like they did a show. They got a thing on YouTube that they do, and it's like I guess. Like, that kind of made it kind of go away a little bit because it's like, oh, they looked at, oh, they squashed it? Like, no, they did that like two weeks ago and that fight happened like two days ago. So, you know, and he's still talking shit on his stories and everything. T.I. ain't really saying too much, but, you know, I don't have a son, so I don't really have an opinion on this, but I know a lot of guys with sons. I know this is going to be, a, I went through it as a child too. I, 
Hey, listen, I tried to flex on my pops when I was 17. He choked shit out of me just like T.I. did. But, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I never violated my pops again after that. Not as a child. As an adult. Then that's different. Um, But at, like after that, oh, no, 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 no. I ain't violated. No. Talk to my pops crazy, nigga. You cra- No, he ain't choking me. Fuck that. Yeah, nah, my pops. I don't, I told, I don't know if I told this story on this pod before, but shit, my pop tried to choke me when I was 35. I told that one. Yeah. But anyway, when I was 17, I had, I was on this basketball thing. I was in a basketball team type thing for the, for the hood. We got a team together. We had a gym we used to practice at and we used to have practice during the week after school. But it was like winter was coming. So, you know, we get dark early. My mom's. My mother sheltered me and my brother. She tried to anyway. She kept us in the crib. I think that's why I'm like that now. I I just be in the house all the time because as a kid, when I wanted to be outside, I was mostly in the crib. But I did get to go outside too, but just not like, I didn't have an, like, my mother wouldn't let me OD. Like, you could go outside, you could chill, but you better be close. Like, if I look out that window, I don't see you, you got to come upstairs. I'm like, I'm coming looking out for you. You want your mother walking outside in the projects looking for you at two in the morning? Hell no. You don't want your mother outside that time of night, so you go in the crib. But anywho, I was 17. But anyway, my mom, it was a weekday. School night, like a Tuesday night. Coach, like, practice is seven, like 6.30. I'm like, fuck, 6.30? I can't go, bro. That's too late. My mom's get off at 9. By the time practice finished, that I'll be getting home by then. We're going to go to McDonald's. Niggas be trying to chill after practice. Niggas don't go straight home. But my mom was like, I, so I tell my mom, yo, I got practice 6.30. She's like, you can't go. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, that's too late. You need to be in the house with your brother. I'm like, ma, I, he could come with me. No, no, no. I don't want y'all out the house. This, no, just stay in the house. So I'm like, ma, if I don't go to practice, I'm on the team. She didn't give a fuck about the team. Stay home. Now me, And, you know, my daughter's probably going to have a little bit of disabilities and my, my girl will be like, Zono, hell, she not. But if she does have this, I would, I would understand it. Um, <laughs> me, I was a rebellious child. I didn't like being told what to do. To this day, I'm kind of that way in a way. Like, add a little, little, little spice to it or a little twinge. To, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a feel away. And I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a rebel. So, you know, at 17, you rebellious. You're like, man, fuck that. I'm going. So I'm like, yo, stay in the room. Watch whatever you want. Don't fucking open the door for nobody. Don't answer the phone. I'll be back. Mommy said, don't go. I'll be back. So I get up. My boys came to get me. I went with them. We walked to the gym. I actually had a great practice, too. I will say that. That day, and that's how I should have known there was some bullshit coming. Because I had a good fucking practice. Like, coach was on my dick that night. Like, I was playing hella fucking defense. I was never known for my basketball and athletics. But that night, I played really good. Because you know what it was? That was senior year. I had just got cut from the from South Shore's basketball team. Like, I made it to the last tryout. Like, I made it to the, all right, tomorrow we go find out who made the team. Bro, it was between me and my, shout out my boy Marcus Reyes. Shout out my dog. I don't know if you listen, Marcus, but shout out. That's my guy. We smoked some weed in L.A. a few years back. I'm seeing my guy, him and Dayon Mobley. Shout out my nigga Dayon. Salute, salute. Dayon, where you been? I ain't seen you, boy. Text me, bro. I ain't seen you in a minute, my nigga. You ain't on the gram. I know that. That's, fuck that. Hit me. Um, 
if you're listening. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I was in shape. That's what I said, man. So my nigga Marcus, Marcus was nice too. This when Jason Kidd was killing the league, and Marcus played like <laughs> nigga played like Jason Kidd, bro. Like he's making the team, my nigga. He was short. We was both short, but that nigga could pass his ass off. And it was like, he wasn't even going to start, but it was like, nigga, he, how can a nigga like this not make the team? Even if he don't get a minute, he has to be on the team in some way. I mean, it was nice. My nigga Marcus was nice high school, bro. He was nice. Little sport boy, my nigga was, ooh. Shout out to Marcus. You should have kept hooping, bro. I don't know. He went to the military and shit. Dude. So, hey, but he high school, nigga, that, we, he was, we, I had gym with him. My boy was, ooh. Handles crazy. My boy could, woo, I'm thinking back. Thinking back. Yo, we old, bro. Like, if we ever sit down with our kid, like, hey, your pops was cold, nigga, for real. He could hoop. We ain't got no video. We ain't had no Instagram. But if we did, you'd be like, damn, dad, you was that, you was like that. Yeah, nigga. Yeah, we ain't had no Instagram. Wasn't no internet. Niggas couldn't call the real. You had to just be there. But I was in great shape. I was doing all the defensive drills. <laughs> so we get to practice. Everything I was doing in high school practice, now we in just a regular gym hood team. I'm going to act like I'm trying to make the team. So I'm hustling. I'm hard. I'm 98 feet. 90, what is how long is the basketball court? 94 feet. I'm down. Defensive position. Hands open. Legs side to side. I'm on these niggas. They dribbling. They can't get around me. They trying to cross over. Nope. Nope. Bump, bump, bump. Nope. And I'm whole time coach. Excellent. Damn. Damn. You can't get past that boy. I'm blocking niggas shot. They trying to go up. Boom. Nope. No claps. No, no. Nigga, I'm getting steals. Right? I'm saying? I had mad assists because I'm getting steals. Niggas is on the break. Here you go. Boom. I got like 10 dimes like that. I didn't score at all. But I played good. Like I was affecting whatever we was doing. Had a great game. Niggas like, yo, Mark. Yo, you killed, bro. Yeah, I killed. I bro. I got better that year, though. Senior year high school. That's when I got better at basketball, but I was over it. Because I didn't make the team, bro. I was done with that shit. Fuck that. <laughs> But, um, yeah, bro. So I went, had a great practice, come home. <sighs> now, back in the day, my mom, you would know my mother was home because you could hear her keys. I can hear my mother's keys right now. I can hear them. It's like I'm a, it's like I'm a, I'm a trained dog. We hear them keys. Me and my brother could hear them keys from a block away. Ding, ding, ding. Like, yo, that's mommy. That's mommy, bro. She's close. <laughs> For real. So, I'm thinking, all right, mommy get home like 9.30. She probably know I went because I know she called the house to see if I was there. And I know Marcus punk ass answered the phone because mommy probably blew it up. And I'm like, why did you answer the phone? She kept calling. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course she kept calling. My dumb ass wouldn't think of that. Now, if I don't answer the phone and I'm telling Marcus don't answer the phone, because clearly he, she's going to know I'm not there. He's answering the fucking phone. But if she don't answer the phone, it's even worse. Because now she's like, why are they not answering the phone? Any parent would rush home. My brother comes home early to see what's going on. Mark is like, hello, where's your brother? He left. He left. Where is he? he I don't know. I'll be home in a minute. <laughs> I get home. My mother's already out on uniform. She's dressed, half dressed. And she's like, where you went? I'm like, mom, I went to basketball practice. I told you I had to go. I had a good practice and everything. We're good. I don't give a fuck about that. You ain't going no more. That's it. I'm like, mom, please, mom. I, I, I got to be the team. All right, I won't go. I, I'll tell coach I can't make it on those days no more. Blah, blah, blah. So we arguing. And then my mom is like, yo, you don't listen. I'm like, all right. 
Man, I gotta take a shower. I'm gonna go take a shower. I'm sweaty. I'm hot. I'm tired. My legs are burnt out. I just want to lay down and go to bed. Whole time, my father's in the living room. It's not saying a word. So she's like, go talk to your father. I'm like, what do you mean? He's in the living room. They didn't even turn the lights on. They were sitting in the dark. Peyton is my father's sitting on the couch in the dark with his hands folded. You know, I could, I, y'all never met my dad, but the way my dad sits, he sits forward with his elbows on his knees, arms folded, and his head to the side. He's just looking. So I turn, I see my dad. I'm like, oh, shit. So now, I'm 17. I'm fucking, nigga. The fuck he got to tell me, nigga? I already went to practice, killed it. Had a good day. What is he going to do? Like, you don't live here, dude. You and Mario ain't together. It's over. Like, it's done. What do you want? What are, what are we doing? Now, mind you, my dad was always in my life. So my dad being there that night is not like a, a rare thing. Like, what the hell? He, or you call him when I fuck up? No. No. My dad was around, bro. Like, heavily. So that was bound to get to him immediately. Like, my mother was going to call him immediately. Hey, this nigga, you got to tune him up. All right? So, of course, my dad's there. Because, see, my dad was a dad. <laughs> and uh, he's like, hey, take your pants off. I'm like, nigga. Now, mind you, I'm 17. I'm fucking, nigga, I ain't nobody taking your pants Are you crazy? You about to beat me? This is like 03, by the way. <laughs> I don't, kids here, y'all don't get beating. Kids don't get beaten. I don't hit my kids. I don't got to touch my daughter to, 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 to get through to them. Just talk loud. And they'll be like, oh, you know. You don't have to ever really hit a kid. Thinking about that, but it was, it was like, I don't know why our parents really did that. They, they, I, that's why I think they would say, it's going to hurt me more than hurt you. But like, why? So why do it? Why hurt yourself? <laughs> why not hurt any of us and let's talk this out? Like, you don't have to beat me. You don't. They, they never thought of that as an alternative. Like, oh shit, I could not beat them? Yeah, you could just talk to them. But the parents, they wanted to beat us. Like, what is wrong with y'all? When we think back to that, it's kind of traumatic. Like, I got ass whoopings, man. And it's like, damn, you're beating me because I did something wrong. You're beating, you're, you're physically hurting me because, with a belt. You're slapping me on my legs with a belt. Anyway, no. So let's get to the story. Let me get to the finale. My father tells me, go take him. I'm like, nigga, no, I'm going to take a shower. Have a good night. Fuck out of here. Now I ain't say that, but I'm like, in my head, I'm like, man, fuck the fuck. I'm going to get in the shower and I'm going to bed. Nigga says, go get a belt. I'm like, pops, respectfully, my nigga. I didn't say it like that. But I was just like, dad, you're not doing this. <laughs> Come on, man. What do we, what do we, what, you got to beat, you got to beat me? And then what? You're going to leave and then I'm going to be upset and mommy's going to have to deal with me all weekend. So it's like, what are you, what are we really doing? Like, you're just going to piss me off and then leave. You're not even going to really like, there's nothing you can, you know what I'm saying? I'm logically in my head thinking of, what are the ramifications of this ass whooping? And what if, what if I stand up for myself? What, what would happen? Mm. So I guess I was talking too much. And before I could finish any other thought, my father grabbed me by my throat on some Bart Simpson shit, threw me on the couch and physically was choking the air out of me. Like not, he was not playing with me. You understand? Like I felt like I was going to die. I thought I was going to die. He's choking me, and I'm like, get off me. What are you doing? You know, you don't expect a choke. 
like a choke is like, oh, you trying to end me, nigga. So I'm fighting back. But my, old, my, my father was in shape when I was young. Ain't no nigga. That nigga was Julius from the fucking uh, Everybody Hates Chris. He was that fucking country strong back then. Yeah, nah, you wasn't, you know what I'm saying? So he choked me, started busting a sweat all crazy, all got up, said, boy, you ever find disrespecting your mother, ain't listening to your mother. I'm gonna think the day you think you more of a man than me, I'll kill you myself. You little mother, man, you came from my fucking nuts. Hey, I'm like, God damn. And then my pops, me and my pops, called the next day. You all right? Me, yeah, I'm all right. All right. What the fuck you mean about Nigga, you whipped my ass yesterday. I don't want to talk to you. But my father, you know, he's just empathetic. He feels bad. He really does. Like, every time he gets too crazy, he apologizes. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, I just be, I'm be like, all right. All right. Because he'll see our reaction like, damn, nigga, the shit. And he's like, oh, I ain't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? He feels away like that. I ain't want to. Make you feel like that. But yeah, man. My dad choked me out. So T.I., I get it. And me as a father of girls, I'm letting their mother handle all that shit. Hey, y'all need some money, call me. And all that other shit y'all got going on, when it pertains to men, then you hit me. All that other girly shit, like, (coughs) (coughs) that shit that your mom got to discipline, yeah, she could do that. I ain't disciplining my girls like that. And I'm chatting because I do. I'm the one that, I'm the disciplinarian. My girl ain't. Not like me. I'll be in there going off. Hey, shut up. Sit your ass down. Hey, lay down. Hey, no. That's me. You know, like Kevin Hart's kid. Like, all you do is get, hey, ah, sit down. No, ah, damn it. Ah. But yeah, that's real. That's real. That is real shit. Chief Teeth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Teeth sweat. Uh, all right, let's get to this Diddy shit. Puff's got his, Puff's security guard is talking now. His, his top security guard, this dude been with Puff since big. Said he covered up for him many times, for many years. Uh, he's ready to talk. Um, I don't know what the fuck is happening with Puff. He had to step down as the uh, CEO of Revolt. Uh, Macy's has pulled Sean John from the stores. Um, what we are witnessing is it all falling down. Now, this is another one of our icons or one of our so-called icons that we as a culture hold in high regard. We look at Puff like the American dream. Like you came from Harlem, single parent household, and you made yourself Diddy, mogul, multi million billionaire, huge influence, culturally relevant forever. Always, you know, got a something going on. You know, classic. Music, classic moments. It's just, it's Puff, man. It's Diddy. Legend. And, you know, he was a person, like, when you get famous, they ask you, who you want to meet when you go, when you ever go to Hollywood? Like, man, I want to meet Puff Daddy, man. I'm going to chill with Diddy. And now, 
I, I don't know if I wanted you. I don't. Hey, I ain't into all that Playboy shit. Like, nigga, but I seen a video. He patting niggas on the ass. Why you pat Jay-Z on his butt, bro? Why? Why you slapped him hard as shit? Hold. Cup this shit. <laughs> Twice, too. They get him with the double ass pat and cupped it. Nigga had the whole rock simple. You know the Rockaway logo be mad big on the back of the jeans? Nigga put the whole Rockaway in his palm, exposed the shit. Nigga, Jay ain't even they let him rock. <laughs> but nah, um, one thing I say like in life, like I don't really believe in Christ or Jesus and all of that stuff, but I believe in the universe. And my belief is we are built with an internal right and wrong like barometer. We have a feel of something being wrong. We have a feel of something being right. When you go against those things purposely, that is you breaking like spiritual and, you know, universal law. You did, you went against the grain and like, it's like some, some things are morally wrong, right? Because that's some people's morals and that's what they believe. And some things are legally wrong because by law, you can't do it. What's wrong and what's right? Who decides that, right? Who decides what's right and wrong? The law? Okay, but who decides the law? The government? Who the hell is they? That changes every four years. So who's to say what's right and what's wrong? Now, I'm not excusing any of this shit that he does, right? But what I'm telling you is, he is not the only person that's doing these things that they are alleging people he's doing. When you are in a certain level of success, your world changes drastically and things open up. You're around a different thing. Certain things no longer apply to you. I saw a video of Puff getting pulled over and it's just like, I don't need ID. You know who I am. Of course they let you. You're going to give Puff a ticket? What? Why? Of course not. Go ahead, Puff. Have a good one. man. They'll be starstruck. Holy shit, Puff. What the fuck you doing? Yeah, you know what's up, man? You got the album? Of course, I love it, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm good? Yeah, you good, man. Don't worry about it. Love, love, love. Yeah. All that shit. You get hit with a rape case, you settle it in a day. Certain things don't apply when you get to a certain level. So when you understand these people's mindset is fully free. When you don't think of what's legal and illegal because illegal. Nigga, the, the cops don't give a... F- they know who I am. They'll, do you think the cops are going to... I'll give them money. They'll never tell on me. I can pay their kids tuition for the next hundred years, each, if, if need be. What do you mean you're going to put... You're going to lock me? No, you're not. How much? Because... When you're at that high up level, everybody below you needs what you have and you can give it for the right circumstance. Oh, shit. Damn. I don't fucked up, man. Hey, look, man. I know this shit is illegal, bro. I know. I fucked up. I wasn't supposed to do that. I don't want this shit to get out there. How much is it going to cost to make this shit go away? Ah, oh, man. Puff. You know, we got to be honest. It's pretty bad. <sighs> Something like this would have get out. 
It could ruin you. Ah, shit. I mean, I really don't want to say a number and be of any kind of disrespect. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not even saying, bro. You say it. It's Wyatt, brother. You tell me. What's up? What you will be doing? What's up? Am I good or not? You tell me the number, playboy. Am I good? Puff, I guess 50,000. 50, I give you 100. Give him, why this nigga? Give us your bank account. What you bank with? Seriously? Who the fuck did you bank with? Hey, why this nigga 100,000? You know, Puff got a, like secretaries and like accountants, and, not accountants, like little assistants and shit all around him all day. That's light. Honey, Brandon, make that go away. I think I'm up. So their life is different. They play different. Now, when you've been up for so long, you don't think like the rest of the world. The things that they say is taboo and wrong is normal in your world because all I do is what I want. If I want to fucking fly somewhere, I can go. I don't go to the airport. I have a plane, you fucking idiot. What are we doing today? Whatever we want. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? What do you want to eat? What do you want to wear? It's all here. That could get a little boring. You're going to be a weirdo when, with that kind of money. So with that being said, I'm not saying I believe this shit Puff is doing, but I'm saying I can understand it. I'm not shocked. Definitely not shocked. They've been calling this nigga freaky for years. You don't, that don't come out of nowhere. There was no reason for Puff's lips to be as shiny as they was back in the day. <laughs> This nigga had, his hair looked better than Missy Elliott's, nigga. Did you see Puff Waves? Waves used to, nigga, back, you don't understand, you like I, watch that video. Look how greasy that nigga is in that video. With all them fucking platinum chains on. Do you think a nigga like that didn't fucking violate? <laughs> I don't got no issue with Puff. I don't got no hate for Puff. I'm not 50 cents. All I'm saying is I'm not shocked. And I, they better leave Jay-Z the fuck alone. That's all I know. Don't look up shit on Jay. Don't pull up no shit. No, I don't want to listen. Y'all keep trying to push this secret son. If he got a kid, so what? You, you niggas don't even take care of the kids y'all do know about. Shut the fuck up. All right? Please. Now, the details of Tiana Taylor's divorce came out against her will. She didn't want that. But uh, it appears Iman was a jealous and abusive husband from, uh, from what the divorce papers and everything is saying that he was jealous that Tiana had so much emotion. Um, you know, being her fallback. A lot of people think that's part of the reason why she retired from music for him. Um, but I don't think that's true. I think Tiana just was like, man, fuck this shit. Because I put out a good album and y'all still like, don't give me my credit. So fuck it. And then you just come back whenever you want. Like it's music. You don't have to, you know what I mean? The the, the music, the music business, like the, it's the consistency of artists to build up that mega stature. Like, you know how often you have to perform and tour and you have to live that shit to even be as big as you want to be. You got to really work hard, man. Like, Drake is about to go on tour again after he said he was going home. When he said, no, I'm going to do some more shows with Cole. Like, nigga. 
You know what I'm saying? But if you want to keep your position in, in relevance, it takes that. It's tiring. It's hard work. It's consistency. You got to always have music ready. And you might not always be at your best to create, but you got expectations and you got a deadline. It's tough. Like once you become an artist with a record deal, it's hard to love it anymore because now it's work. I say that all the time. Once it becomes work, it's not going to be much quality coming out of it. Once the artist sees it as a job, you're not going to get much quality from that artist because they don't want to do it. They're just doing whatever works and it's like, oh, that's all right. That's fine. You fuck with that. All right, put that out. Fuck it. We get a bag. We get paid for it. Label just said they need an album by such and such. I got it. Here, just give them these 18. Nigga don't give a fuck about the, the theme of the album or the artwork of the album, what it sound like or what it look, what, it, what does it feel like? What's the theme? Like, what are you, what is this album about? Are you going through something? Is this personal? Are you just making a bunch of fucking take drugs and kill ops and party records? What are we doing? What's this about? What are you presenting? And that artistry and, and that is missing now. So, you get what you get. And Tiana, you know, she gives that. And when it's not appreciated, it's like, fuck y'all. I dig it. I dig it. Um, I mean, of course, Amon denies a lot of this shit. But it's, it's nasty. Tiana also says she didn't want any of this to get out. Like, this was not her intent. She did not do this. Um, and trying to co-parent here, I can understand how that can be difficult to co-parent when things are in the media. You might have said this and not really, but it's a lot. And I really, I was rooting for them, man. We root for these couples that's so public. Like, you know, we rooted for uh, shit. We rooted for uh, shit. We root, trying to think of a good Kevin Gates and his girl. We used to root for that. And they got divorced. I didn't see that coming. I thought they was good. But we never know. Kevin Gates is a weird nigga, man. Like, she seemed to accept all that shit, but I'm like, at some point, she gotta be capping. Because, like, she's a super nice lady. And this nigga's a fucking monster, bro. Yeah, eat your ass. Yeah, bend it over. What? Yeah. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. You, You like this lady? You had kids with this? This is your children's father? Now, I'm not saying Kevin Gates ain't a good father, but this nigga, hell, this was your husband. What you into? Some sometimes women be into some some like what kind of? Why you need that kind of man? Like you need that that nigga. He's a gorilla, aggressive, street, angry, loud, intelligent. Talented, but very, very dangerous. Not so much now. I think Kevin Gates is much different from before. Like, this is skinny Kevin Gates. Fat Kevin Gates was a little like, oh, this nigga might do something. Mm. But um, not so much now. He's in his Gucci main era now. This is the like the low part, the, the end of the the back end of the, of the hot career. Yeah, it was like one spot open for all them niggas at one point. And I think 21 Savage might have took the spot for that that second generation after Rocky. I think 21 Savage locked that in there. 21 and Kodak. 
think they got them. They they pretty good. They standing in the culture is pretty solid. They'll be around for a long time. There was a lot of niggas in their class that did not get that far. But 21 is like, I'm waiting for a 21 Savage album. I'm not gonna lie to you. 21, what's up, man? What we doing? Where's the album at? Um, yeah, Puff, bro. Another, another two women came out with cases. And it's like, this is what they do, man. They, they did it to Kanye. They, and Kanye didn't, you know, he luckily, Kanye's a man of God, you know, so he wasn't living foul and having those type of things going on in his life, as far as we know. But, it, I mean, shit, if it was, it would have been, Gator Ben came for Kanye. They be, you know, they've been wanting to get him out of here. But, um, it's crazy. My uh, my girl was listening to something earlier, Dr. Umar Johnson. Salute Dr. Umar Johnson. And he was talking about the Puff thing. And he, one thing he said that stood out to me that I thought was interesting, he said, there's two things that I hope Puff can avoid. And that's death, that's murder and rape. And he got hit with both. This year for Puff has been fucking crazy. First, the Keefy D shit. They're trying to put uh, Diddy in that some way. But imagine the trauma. Puff must feel thinking that that shit, part of his life is closed off. And you never found who did it, whatever, whatever. All right, it's cool. 25 years later, 35 years, whatever, how many years later, we, we get it. But bringing that up, opening that wound again. That's, I know that I don't, I don't know. We don't know deep down. You know, people got the conspiracy theories. Oh, Puff has something to do with it. Like, we don't know. I don't know none of that. But just take, as a person that was there for that night, Seeing a person that great die, you know what I mean? Like they witnessed Biggie take his last, last breath. The people in that car. Crazy. Like, yo, Biggie just died. They were the first to know. Imagine the whole world don't even know this just happened because it wasn't no internet. You had to call niggas like, yo, Biggie dead. Yo, what? Biggie died, bro. What? Biggie died. Yo, call Biggie died. They had to go around like that. People had to make phone calls. They had to confirm. Are you sure? Wait, where you, hello? Where you get this from? Yo, look on the news. Oh, my God. That's how we used to know the news. Once it was on the news, it was real. Yeah. But the streets talk first, you know. Get the fuck out of here. Yo, nigga saying Biggie got killed in Cali. What? How the fuck you know that? Where you saw that? Nigga just called me, bro. Where? My nigga in L.A. Son, what? Yeah, bro. Niggas said they killed that nigga. Imagine. Imagine getting that phone call. I remember where I was when Biggie died. I was in junior high school, and it was around March. It was March. Biggie died March 9th. So spring was coming. And I remember my mom had got me my spring clothes and all that shit. And I remember waking up and my mom having a, my mom always listened to the radio at 97, of course. 105 didn't really exist back then. It was just 997, and it was uh, somebody. You know, I don't remember who, though, but it don't matter. But I'm with my mother, like, halfway crying. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why I feel so, it felt so somber in the house. It felt like, like, just like, it felt like somebody died. So I go, I said, Ma, what happened? They killed Biggie. What? Yep. They killed Biggie. They killed Biggie? Yep. Now, as a kid, the East Coast, West Coast thing was like wrestling to me. 
I'm East Coast. I'm from New York, so I'm a rep East Coast. I don't fuck with Cali. Fuck that West Coast shit. I don't listen to none of that shit. That was so ignorant of me. I caught up as I got older and realized I was wilding, and I adjusted that through my 20s. Chill. But I didn't listen to West Coast hip-hop till like 05, 06. When Game came out, that's what made me listen to West Coast. That's when I went back and started listening to Snoop albums, Cube albums, fucking N.W.A., Dre. I always listened to the Chronic 2001 because that was later on. But I went back to the original Chronic, um, Doggy Style. Went back to MC8 albums. I went back to fucking uh, Corrupt, Daz. I went back to DJ Quick, Too Short, E-40. I went through all of that shit. Thanks to Apple Music. Shout out Apple Music. But yeah, I did a crash course on West Coast hip-hop, and now I'm well-versed in it, but um, and then, you know, of course, Kendrick Lamar is my favorite rapper. Schoolboy Q is one of my favorite rappers. That's West Coast. Yeah. You know. Tyler the Creator is one of my favorite artists, West Coast. A lot of West Coast artists. But anyway, yeah, man. Cause be... So I was East Coast. I'm on East Coast shit. So my mom, I'm when Tupac died. When Tupac died, my mom came in there. Yeah, Tupac died. I'm like, so? East Coast. I remember I said that. I was in seventh grade, sixth grade. Sixth or seventh grade. No, yeah, he died. Yeah, Tupac died in the beginning of the school year. Crazy. I remember when this video with the bald nigga from, uh, you know, I ain't mad at you. I remember the video premiered on the news. After the news. Word. That was Tupac's last video. The last music video he was in alive. It was that one. Crazy. Because the nigga does die. Now he's watching him in the video and he's, Playing a dead guy in the video. He's playing like an angel. And now he's dead for real. That shit was so creepy. Like in the video, Pac is dead. <laughs> and he's talking to his homie about, yo, I'm good. I ain't mad at you. I'm on the other side. Everything cool. But damn, I mean, damn, it's crazy. Um, talking about music. What the fuck is going on with music, bro? You, when young niggas want to like do like have sexy time with y'all girl, like y'all niggas that's like twenty one through like twenty five. If you listen, if y'all that, I do got young listeners like that though, because I I check my shit. Niggas like twenty one through twenty six even. If you twenty one through twenty six, that means you missed a lot of R and B. Like you wasn't even close to fucking when all the good R and B. When the dream dropped, you was a baby. Like you, you know what I'm saying? When that when that first dream album dropped, if you wasn't, y'all niggas don't even know pussy, man. Y'all, y'all don't want me to go on this. Don't make me go on this phone because this is not a music podcast. But I'll fucking do it. I'll fuck you know, and it's a slow week too. Let's do it. Let's get busy. Paul. Because I'm going to tell you this. I watched the thing with um something with uh Timberland. And he said, yo, R. Kelly did what he did. But we ain't just going to let them cancel this nigga music. See what I'm saying? Like, we're going to have to uh learn how to separate the proms from the art. What he did was disgusting and fuck him. But that nigga music is fire. And we should not have to not listen to R. Kelly because of his personal life choices. I don't give a fuck what he did. I care about the music. This music, fire. What he did, nah. 
This music, though, I take that. You got some more of that shit? That's what I said. Free Tory. He ain't kill Meg. She out here still twerking, losing weight. She look good. Who the fuck? Keep the restraining order. Get this nigga away from me. And then you, that's it, bro. Let him sit for like a year or two. Let my boy out. Ten years is crazy, bro. But what? She all right. She got all her nasty. I've seen Meg feet, too. Her feet ain't even cute. Fuck out of here, Meg. Anyway, back to what I was saying about all What the fuck? You niggas be fucking the drill music and all that, patting y'all chest, acting like you getting revived, getting light, getting sturdy, whatever the fuck y'all be doing. How, what do y'all play when it's time to fuck? Nothing? And what are you little bitches like hearing? I shouldn't even, that sounds crazy to say, but what do younger women, like 21 through 26, 27, what was y'all R&B when y'all, you know what, girls? Listen, the girls will go back. I will say that girls will listen to old school more than the new shit, too. Girls are a little more versed in music. You niggas, it's the niggas. It's shoot, I ain't even gonna shoot at the ladies. It's the niggas. You niggas don't got no bag. No bag. Y'all can't even pull this one out. Look, niggas don't even, uh, look. Supposed to have this on, on low in the background with the fucking tub water running, nigga. You know what I'm saying? But y'all don't be having your own cribs and shit. You can't fucking take a bath in that tub, nigga. Your mother come home wanna soak her feet. When this came out, y'all niggas was doing nothing. She grinding on my dude. She looking for the particle. We hop up in that AMG and D. We in the Western. Uh. Come on, man. By the time this song come on, you gotta be on like position Which one two. Do you like? Just lip pedal by. I'm just saying, if she start on top, this when you flip it to the side. Hold on. You do that little fake choke where you just hold the titty and keep that leg up. Veneer by Mac. Which one do you like best? That's how I know y'all niggas don't be needing no real sex for real. Y'all just, Come on. I don't know, bro. Come the youth ain't really about the dating shit like that. These young niggas, they care more about working and hustling and money than the girls. I feel them, though. But, hey, you supposed to get that money to get some girls now. Come on. And when you get them, you got to know what to put the fuck on, my nigga. You got to throw hat up bag. I'm going to help y'all. I'm going to help y'all with this bag. Don't worry. You leave it everywhere. Come on, come That's on. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Come on, come on, and put on it, baby T, baby T, baby, please. Oh no, I'm gonna break you off tonight. Oh, you'll be lacing me, lacing me with that. Oh no, baby, leave them lip prints on me tonight. Lay on your back and let your eyes find a star. You be my Venus, love is Jupiter, I'm your Mars. Now, the greatest R&B album of all time is 12 Play by Mr. R. Kelly. Argue with your mother's brother. Understand? I said what I said and I'm standing on it. The greatest R&B album ever recorded in the history of man is by Robert Kelly. 12 Play, 1993. You little niggas was probably born to this. Y'all was conceived to this. This is the first song on the album. The album start like this, back in the 90s. 
You had a nice whip and a system in your shit, and this was bumping going down the street, nigga. So, Summertime, bitches outside in Reeboks, Nikes, I hear you calling. Jelly sandals, here I come. Big earrings just swinging in her fucking hairs. Thick hair whipped up, nails. Baby, no more stalling. They watching. Who that playing that? It's 93, so you could be in some low key shit. You in like a Mazda. One of them race car looking joints. Cool. And you just coming down the block. Yo, what's up, Cheryl? You still front, right? Stop playing, girl. You need to call me. Call me. She lying. I'ma see you. Unless you just hit your shit for nothing. Right on. Skirt on. She gonna see you in the club. It's that hairy pussy music. This ain't that. This ain't that wax boneless pussy. This that crunchy, hairy peasy pussy. It's that 1980s, early 90s BDB pussy. What's your desire? My mind's telling me no. This was song two. This thing came in, bro. But my body, my body's telling me yes. And y'all had to know R. Kelly was on some sick shit. Look at the names of these songs. Your body's calling. Bump and grind. It seems like you're ready. Freak that body. Now this one is, I like the crotch on you. Sex me part one and two. But this one right here. I was only eight years old, but when I heard this, I knew. I think these adults about to get nasty in this motherfucker. Now you little young bucks. Your girl wouldn't know what to do when this come on. Ladies, I'm gonna tell you right now, fellas. See, I know just what you she's want. supposed to be sucking dick the minute this and song come on. This is a get your dick suck song. Now I'm helping you niggas. I'm giving y'all free game. Right? This is the song you get your duck dick sucked to, right? I'm not fooling around. Now this song. What's up, baby? You watch Players Club. We saw Diamond get crazy. Come here. This one right here. You gotta eat pussy, my nigga. You heard what he said. You, this is the eating pussy record, brother. I'm taking y'all through the vibe. I done put you on the first show. Your body's calling. She honing. She been here. We been drinking Casamigos. I don't, you know what I mean? Bump and grind. Now we kissing, rolling around. Now it seem like you ready. Right? You was sucking dick. Now hold up. Let me flip you. You gotta eat pussy on this one, fellas. You gotta do it. This is what this song, if a lady put this on, just do it. Don't even say shit, just do it. Girl, lay it on me. I place the one above me. Oh, take me. And when you down there, nigga, just listen to the song. Seems like you're ready. Cause she listening to the song. She listening to the beat. Her body. Moving with that music. 
R. Kelly singing to her soul. Now you gotta be down there doing what you're supposed to do, nigga. No. From there you go here. This when you put it in, you heard that ah, that's you put it in now. I don't know what position you in, whatever you like. You was eating it. Nine out of ten after you eating it, she gonna get on top cause she's so hyped. But take you somewhere. She let her do her thing. Now you niggas just sit there and be like, this nigga's playing an R. Kelly playlist, he's sick. Hey, look, bro. The nigga did what he did, but he did what he did. <laughs> We're not going to delete none of this music, nigga, because if it come out that Biggie and Pac was into some wild shit, y'all never going to play Benjamins again. Get the fuck out of here. Let the passion lead you. going crazy now this is a doggy style record nigga straight from the box by this point all that nice and slow off me bitch flip over I'm trying to finish turn the lights down low I'm ready to break it all breaking it all since computer love they want to set it all like a hotel room I'm checking into you like a shovel, all the things you do. Take a leap over the boom. That's how you're making me feel. Come on in this room and let's keep it real and go. You gotta pull out, though, my niggas. Pull out. All I need is your body next to me. Singing ooh. And then once you finish it, once you get to that point. Y'all just didn't want to believe Michael Jackson touched them kids, but let me tell you something. You don't get blamed for the same thing multiple times, and it ain't true, my nigga. Hey, Puff. It's looking bad out here, my nigga. I don't know if you did that shit, nigga, so I can't even be like, yo, we nah, nah, we gonna get to Let's see. I understand it's the law and all that. And what they trying to do I already explained to y'all how these niggas live life with their money right Alright, 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 I gave y'all enough I gave y'all enough There ain't no music drop No Ah, also I told y'all that that Drake shit came and went That for all the dogs Scary hours shit 
I said it came and went, and then Joe Bunn get on the podcast see the same motherfucking thing. Crazy. But, hey, it did come and go. Like, after it came out, it was just out. They was just like, oh, all right. Uh, you know, you don't see no reels with it. You don't see no captions. I ain't seen no captions. If I did, I wouldn't know where the fuck the song from because I ain't listening to the motherfuckers. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't know that was Drake. And listen, st- listen, y'all didn't see that girl fall from trying to put the fucking phone on the ceiling. Y'all, listen, y'all too big for this shit. Y'all too big. Stop taping your phone to your ceiling and shaking your ass. You too damn big. I don't know who started this challenge. I don't know where it came from. And then a lot of the girls that I'm seeing doing it don't have the proportions. Listen, that's for the, leave shit for the strippers and the bartenders. If you regular girls are not selling that ass, please stop. Please. This is a PSA from all real niggas. If he can't hit you with an HM question mark and there's a response with a number, stop doing that because you look like you're selling it and you're not. And niggas not trying to offend y'all. They trying to do business. <laughs> Y'all fucking it up. You're making the, the border too muddy. We don't know who's... They don't know who's for sale and who's not. Like, come on. Because y'all know what the world is now. Passport, gang boys, and all this shit. Niggas is cool paying for pussy. This generation is there. Y'all ladies are making it so difficult. Listen. It's getting to a point where niggas is like, you know what? I will... If all I'm trying to do is smash, I'm going to just go... Where the bitches at that I can smash that look how I want and I don't got to talk of none of that shit. They going, I done seen about seven of my niggas in Columbia this past week. Why are you niggas running? Y'all niggas, oh my God, bro. Ladies, if your man went to Columbia with his mans, you a goddamn fool if you ain't with him. Listen, you better go with that nigga to Medellin. Don't let that nigga take, oh shit. A lot of niggas is close friends in that Columbia trip. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That maid ain't a maid. She might be washing dishes, but... So, yeah. Anyway, Christmas is coming. You guys got a list? <laughs> you guys got a... You guys, uh... uh what you guys want for Christmas? Are y'all going to get anything? You know, you, you know, I don't really care for anything specific. I wanted the Cortez Air Max 95s for my birthday initially. Couldn't find them. Then I said, all right, I'll get them for Christmas. And then I got them like right before Halloween. So now it's like, I, ain't no sneakers I want. I mean, nah, you know, no. I don't know. I don't know. I got I pretty I got a lot of shit. My girl keeps saying you have everything. What do you what, what could you possibly want? I want the world pink brain. Pinky. Everything in it. The world chico. Oh yeah, Christmas is a Christmas is a great time. There's always been iconic Christmases for me. My favorite Christmas ever was the Christmas I got my first Nintendo. No, not even the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo. That was like 93. And my dad got me Royal Rumble. Oh, sh- nigga. Me and my cousin Weedy. We got Super Nintendos and we got Royal Rumble, the video game. And you talk about heaven on earth. That might have been the best Christmas of my life. I think I got Super Nintendo and a Game Boy, if I'm not mistaken. I believe I got both. And I had Tetris. 
And then I had, I didn't know, yo, what a year. And I think I had got Ninja Turtles and everything that year. I got pictures of all this shit in my house. I'm going to find a picture book of my Christmases. And my, my mom take pictures of Pachin, Muslim now, so she don't believe in none of that shit. But back in the day, she did. And I got pictures of everything. I'm going to find them pictures and put them up. And man, when y'all see under that tree, my dad and my mom used to go crazy. So now, as an adult, you know, I don't really care for the holidays too tough because I know what they based in and rooted in and shit. But um, I have kids now. And my girl is super into Christmas and super into gift giving. So I'm trying to like, you know, become a better person through her and learning to, you know, just embrace the holidays a little more. And, you know, I've been ordering my daughter's gifts, getting them little toys and stuff. I'm going to get my, my, when I got my other daughter some sneakers. I'm going to get her a new coat. Guys, she got a little camera I bought for her. She loved taking pictures. I got her a little camera that came today. Got her the, the Barbie car with the little girl in it, with the Barbie girl, whatever, the Barbie little sister with the car with the dog in it. It's fire. Like, I got her some shit. Her mom got her, um, her mom got her mad things, man. There's a lot of shit in that closet, okay? And uh, we got her son, you know, we they, her mom got her him a whole new bedroom set, so, you know. And shout out to my stepson, he's doing his thing. Got his first job. I ain't gonna say where, I ain't gonna put his business in the street, but he got his first little gig, he got his check. My boy's saving his money, so I'm gonna take 40, y'all hold that. Like, mm, okay, we gonna put that in the bank for you, my nigga, you need that, we Apple Pay, you heard? Whatever you need, remember, I'm gonna see your balance too, whatever's in there, you know what I mean? Yeah, my girl did that for him. So, you know, shout out to him, man. He's doing his thing. doing all right in school, too. Good kid. On the right path, doing his, doing his thing. You know, I hope I'm, le- I'm giving him a positive example of what a man is and how he should carry himself and how family is very important and how nothing is above family. Everything is family. And I'm going to teach him that when we get a little older. Right now, he's young, but I'm going to teach him the importance of family and how your immediates, your brothers, your sisters, your mothers, your grandmothers, your, that immediate core, you have to make that sacred to you, right? Now, my family dynamic, it's great. I had mom in my life, dad in my life, had a little brother, me and my brother, super close. We argue and bicker, but that's because we close. You can't argue and bicker with a nigga you don't fuck with. So me and my brother are so close, we argue and we get over it. And we argue and we get over it. We stupid shit. My brother was mad at me recently. Because this nigga went to California, lost his keys, and got mad at me because I wouldn't give him mine because he lost his building key to get in the building. So now he got to stand outside the building every night and he's mad at me because I won't give him my key. But he forgets the fact that, damn, nigga, had you not lost your keys, you wouldn't have to need my fucking key. And why the fuck I got to give you my key? Oh, you don't even stay here no more. So? So when I do come by, I would like to get in the building. Oh, that's fucked up, man. How was it fucked up? You lost your keys. I can see if you never had a key. You know what I'm saying? Or you, I, I, you don't have no key and you need one. And I just, if I, you never lost your keys, I wouldn't act. I felt, come on. But I ended up giving it to him. He ended up buying a new key. It was $100. Nigga was mad at me about that. Yeah, I had to buy a new key. It was $100. Okay. Okay. Lesson should be don't lose your shit. Because you had a key and you lost it. So that's on you. You don't transfer that shit to me. What the fuck? Where did he get that from? That's some Scorpio shit. It got to be. Scorpio, boy, y'all, what y'all trying to manipulate a Virgo? Oh, no, 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 nigga. Y'all can't spin us. We the spin masters. The fuck? We spin. Spin it, spin it, spin, nigga. <laughs> uh, now, what the fuck was I just talking about before that? Oh, Christmas, yeah. 
Christmas, yeah, that Christmas 93 was ill, bro. Super Nintendo, Royal Rumble on game on Super Nintendo, that was shit was, oh my God, bro. It was so much fucking fun. I still remember my living room setup. I remember coming in there and it was so bright. Like I, I guess my mom would move the curtains and open the blinds and it would come in. Sun is just shining, tree lit up. It's gifts everywhere, bro. So in 93, my brother's three. I'm eight. And bro, the tr- I have the pictures at home. I will sh- when I post this, y'all be like, damn, nigga, you ain't lying. And it's shit, and how you remember that shit? I remember it. I remember, I can vision, I can close my eyes and see myself waking up in that apartment in Brownsville. I remember my room. We had bunk beds. I slept on the bottom. Now on the top. I slept on the top. When we grew up, I slept on the bottom. I'm getting pussy now. I, mean, I got to be on the bottom. I can't, I can't bring my bitches up the top bunk. <laughs> um, and bitches was fucking in that bunk bed. You better fucking know. Fuck you. Girls will fuck you on a futon if they like Anyway, I remember coming down off the bed. We had a long hallway before you get to the living room. We're down the hallway. The living room was on the right. Come down the hallway, make that right. Look in the living room, tree lit up. Gifts fucking everywhere. Already open. I don't even got to rip them open. My aunt and my grandma was there from Connecticut. It was also, that was also fucking fire. And I love that. But um, I'm up, opening gifts. I see the Super Nintendo. Fucking lose it. Daddy! Daddy! You guys, hook it up, hook it up. You know, I'm begging my father, hook it up. Put it on the TV. I want to play now. I ain't even worried about my other shit. Now, my mother's like, yo, go to the, go open the rest of your stuff. Because I'm like, oh, all right. I go to my tree, opening more stuff. Oh, shit, Ninja Turtle. Oh, shit, I, I forgot. All right, let me let you direct the rest of these gifts. Sweater, sweater, pants, sneakers, sweater. All right, with the, with the toys. Game Boy. Oh, man, bro. What? I got a Game Boy. Now, I'm old. I'm 38. Google what a Game Boy was, if you don't know. Had one of the first handheld gaming systems. It was a Nintendo Game Boy. It was, it was like a, it was a Nintendo in your pocket was how they marketed it. You had the cartridges. You had games like Zelda. I remember I had Spider-Man. I used to love that Spider-Man game on my Game Boy, bro. I loved it. Later down the line, Game Boy Advance, they did color. Pokemon was a big, big game on Game Boy way back. That's probably the peak of Game Boy. That uh, Poke- Game Boy Color and the see-through Game Boy and the Game Boy Lights and the yellow Game Boy. Pokemon Game Boy was a different thing. They, Nintendo, they got their shit off. Now Sony having their way with this PS5 type shit. But back in the day, Nintendo definitely ran it up. After the Wii, they, they just fell off. I don't know. But um, yeah, man, that... So I want to uh, follow my girl steps and give my daughters excellent Christmases. So they can have those memories. No. Because as a child, you want your kids to enjoy being a kid. You want them to enjoy, you know how you feel. Like, if I could be a kid again, man, you know, and you don't want to live through your kids. You want them to have their own lives, but you do want to give them experiences that they'll always remember. Like, for me, and it, it don't have to be big. It could be small shit. For me, one thing I always have with me, and I tell this on the pod all the time, my mom, when I was in high school, when we got older, my mom used to always do overtime, like, every day. She worked hard, bro. And, you know, she had two boys. She had, my mother was getting child support and still was working, like, overtime. Like, she was just, I don't know if she was just a hustler or probably that. <laughs> 
But she was my mom, man. But yeah, she um every payday. So that's like every other Friday, she would come get me and my brother, and we would go get tacos, and we would go to King's Plaza and pick out a movie. I pick out a movie, my mother pick out a movie, and my brother pick out a movie. And my mother would buy DVDs, the real ones, not the bootleg. We bought a real. My mother didn't like bootleg shit. No, I'm about a real one. I don't want my shit to skip. I don't want to see no people walking through my shit. I'm with the real deal. And my mom used to collect them. So we used to get DVDs as soon as they dropped. Oh, Blue Streak on DVD? Let's go get that. So we had a huge collection of DVDs in my career back in the day. Like, that's why like, I watch the same movies over to my girl. I said, how you watch the same movies? Because I was a kid. That's what I did. Me and my brother got bored. We just, we, we had streaming. Before streaming, nigga, we just go in the living room, pick a DVD. My mother had everything. She had all... Nutty Professor, all, like all of them, Clump, Doctor Doolittle, all the Martin movies, all the Def Jams, all the Chappelle show. My mother had everything, bro. All the DVDs, nigga, all the good movies too. Braveheart, all the Denzel shits, all the classics, Scarface, and all. Oh, we what? So that memory of just spending that night with my mom, and she would come home, eat one of her tacos, knock out right on the couch. But and then my brother would knock out too, and I'd be the only one up just watching the movie. But I loved them nights because it was like we got to chill with mommy. We never get to just be with our mom. And I think she was missing her boys. Like, let me just go home and spend time with my sons. And I, for one, always remember and appreciate it and love that. As I got older, I got too cool for it. And, you know, I get I, now I kind of understand, like, as a parent, that might be like, damn, my kid don't want to hang with me no more. Like, how old am I? I don't, like, it's, yeah, he's, 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 he's over. He's him. He's a man. Well, he's trying to learn to be one. And I, yeah, man, I just didn't want to do that shit no more. Like, I'm going outside. I'm outside. I'm working at a job. Like, at that point, I'm like, I'm not home Friday night. Yeah. But I remember them days, and that was, that was like, the best, some of the best times in my life. I love that. Anyway, uh, my girl's birthday is this weekend. You go turn up. Happy birthday, baby. I love you. My baby mama. She looking good too, y'all. She looking good. I had to catch it. Let shut up. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what I, that's what's going on this weekend. Um, my diet. I, I figured I might as well speak on this before I get out of here. My diet has been going very well. Um, thank you guys for all the positive words and the encouragement and the positivity. I love and appreciate all y'all, and I I need it because this shit ain't easy. <laughs> It ain't easy, bro. Like, not even the eating good part. I mean, the eating good. Well, the eating clean, that's easy. It's like staying focused because you feel like, oh, well, I've been eating good. I can eat this. No, bro. You have to stick to your shit. You have to. Like, for me, if I slip, I'm going to slip all over. I'm going to relapse. And I, I don't want to do that. I know me. I know my limitations. I know what I can do. I am pushing myself in this situation. I've never pushed myself harder than I'm pushing myself with this diet. But it, I, it has to happen because it is literally life or death. If I don't get in control of my health, then I will die. I don't want to die. I want to be around for my children. So the simple thing, this easy way to fix these things is to listen to your doctors when they tell you, hey, you need to lose some weight. Hey, you're like two points away from being diabetic. Holy shit. I don't want to hear like when people say, I got diabetes, was you born with it? Nah, I got that shit like 37. 
You can't, you got diabetes, nigga. You did that. That was you. That was you. You you ate yourself to that. Bro, we got to get in front of these diseases, nigga. That's why we be fucking dying. Black people, heart disease kill us the most. Then it's diabetes. Then it's fucking all this other shit, cancers and shit. It's the food we eat. I did a lot of research on things and I pray to God and I pray to the universe that I don't come down with any illnesses later in my life from my bad decisions all in my earlier years. All those years of eating processed food and junk and just nuggets and steaks and just food from restaurants and just sugar and just dairy and all that milk, cheese and shit. I don't even eat that shit no more, bro. All I eat now is fruits and vegetables and chicken. And I do a little seafood here and there. I do shrimp. I do salmon. No red meat. No pork. Chicken, fish, vegetables, fruits. Water. No sugar. I'm off sugar. I'm off bread. I'm off dairy. I cut all that shit. No dairy. No milk. No ice cream. No cheese. I don't eat none of that shit. Nothing. I don't eat candy. I never really ate candy like that. So I'm off sugar. No means no soda. No juice. Only water. I drink my smoothies in the morning. I'm blended with only water. Not almond milk like y'all keep telling me. Not fucking uh, whatever the fuck. Coconut water. Filtered Brita water that I have in my refrigerator is just fine. I like my things to be as natural as possible. When I make my salads, I use spinach or I use arugula that I got from the farmer's market this weekend. Shout out to the farmer's market. We got to start eating clean. I'm not out, out here saying I'm better than nobody, but I'm just saying I woke up to what we really do with our diets. We, we have to fix that shit. Like black people are told to eat bad through like tradition. Thanksgiving is terrible in the black house. Nothing is healthy. Nothing. I was at, at Thanksgiving. I'm like, I, I'm on my health shit now. So when I go to eat, I'm like, I'm going to just eat a little bit of this, a little bit of this. I can't. This is too much. When I think back to how I used to have four or five plates in one day. Just smoking, eating, smoking, farting and shit, burping. I don't burp or fart like that no more. It's really, I really, seriously, I don't have gas, like, really ever. I fast almost the whole day. Not the whole day, but I fast. I don't eat after 9 p.m. So from 9 p.m. until 3 p.m. the next day, I don't eat. I only drink water. People are like, how the fuck do you do that? That's not possible. It is possible. Because I drink my smoothie in the morning. And until 3, I drink, I drink water. If I'm thirsty or if I'm hungry, I don't. I don't but now, I don't. I, I, that part is over. That, that part sucks the first two weeks. That first two weeks, you'll, you'll feel like you're dying. Like, bro, I didn't eat since last night. It's fucking two o'clock. What am I doing to myself? You feel like this is wrong, but that's not even a long fast. People fast for 18 hours sometimes. I'm only doing six to eight. That's nothing. You, first of all, I'm asleep most of that time anyway. I go to bed around 11. That's another thing too. Have a bedtime. A lot of people don't have a set time to go to bed. My time to go to in the bed and sleep is around 11, 11.30 the latest. I'm asleep. I would like to be in my bed by 11, 11.30. From there, I sleep till about, mm, my daughter wakes up around five. That's just fine. That's six hours. So around six, if my daughter been feisty, if she woke up at four, I get up with a bottle, she fall back asleep to about seven, eight. At six, I wake up, I'm stretching every morning, stretching. The sun not even up yet. I'm on the floor. I'm stretching my legs, stretching my legs, stretching my quads, stretching my calves, stretching my legs, all of it. Stretching my arms, back, everything. Stretching it. We getting older. You're losing your mobility. We, we sit down at jobs. We sit down in the car. We come home and sit down. 
You have to move. That's how you get arthritis. That's how your bones be all fucked up. Bro, 30, I'm 38. That's not old. That's not old. <laughs> I want y'all to know that that's not old. I feel great now. I had high blood pressure. I don't even know my blood pressure. I take my medicine still, but I'm pretty sure I'll beat that shit. I don't know. We'll see. I go to the doctor in a couple weeks. Fingers crossed. But um, that's my goal. I'm going to get off all medication. And I can do that shit. It's possible. It can be done. Yeah. I also don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke. I smoke weed still. Yeah, I do. Every day. I'm about to go home and use my bong right now. <laughs> but yeah, um, the, the diet's good, y'all. As y'all see on Instagram, I, I, y'all telling me in my day, yo, dude, what are you doing? You really slimmed down. I see it slightly, but you know, our vision, the way you see yourself is not always the way others see you. So when I take pictures, I kind of be like, oh shit, I, yeah. I think I did lose a little weight. But it's not till I see people in person that they be like, yo, what the fuck? Nigga, you got mad skinny. I'm like, I'm skinny? Hey, I'm not, I don't think I'm skinny, but I, I did lose weight. I mean, hey, look, that's the goal, right? I mean, it's, it's hard. It's weird to, to like, I look at my stomach and now, like, it's not there anymore. Like, I used to have a huge gut. Like, I look down, I'll be on the toilet, I'll be like, damn, my dick, no stomach, just dick. I'm like, okay. Huh. That's cool. It's been a while since high school. I have not, I had a gut since like 22. So, I'm, hey, I'm gonna keep going. Again, thank y'all for all the encouragement, support, and advice. A lot of you guys gave me good game. But um, this is episode 278, I believe. It's a good pod. Good pod. I like this pod. Solo pod. Uh, I'm going to try to have another guest next week. Not sure of who yet. But um, y'all will hear it when you hear it. Yes, this is episode 278. I love you guys. See y'all next week. Peace.